What's up? Today, I'm going to talk about how skipping me. Is it skipping me or skipping I? Skipping I. See, I don't even know how to say that. Skipping I. You know what? Look, no, we're going to we're going to leave it cuz you got to hear how I really talk. Anyway, hey, I'm a life coach. I'm not a grammar coach. Okay? So there's that. Uh, I'm going to talk about how we, my husband and I, we've been married for uh, 14, 15, 16, hell, one of those years. Yeah, 15. 15 years and you know, we've had some dry spells and a lot of guilt, a lot of shame comes with that, you know what I mean? So, I'm going to go over something that I help my women with uh, because it's something that they struggle with too. You're listening to the Hot Moms Lifestyle Podcast. If you're looking for easy listening, you're in the wrong place. But you want to put in the work to change your life for the better, laugh a little bit, and learn a lot about yourself. Get ready. This ain't no basic podcast. Here she is to give you all the tools you need to feel empowered, sexy, healthy, and informed. This is Casey Ship. You know, in Hot Moms, we believe in having it all, which means health, wealth, happiness, and relationships are a big part of that. So I'm going to go into my two cents on what we did to improve it. And then I want to give a little spill here of what Skip had to say after watching the video. I've been married to my husband for 16 years. Lately, like couples do, we become like roommates. Oh God, I've been there too. He works a lot, which means I'm left to do the house and kids. He's also type A personality, so he feels like the house should be clean when he gets home. And it's definitely not. Well, then he can hire a fucking housekeeper. Um, or either you can just get oh, be okay with him. You can just heal your codependency shit so you're not worried. You're not taking responsibility for making him happy because you can't make him happy. He can only make himself happy. If he wants happy fucking wife, he wants more head. Hire housekeeper because your asses can't do it. Anyway, I'm I am tired by the time I get home from working too. I do try to cook two to three times out of the week. Problem is, I started to it started to bleed into our sex life. It's been almost two months since we've done anything. Granite, okay, yeah, excuses. He doesn't think he went out on a special occasion the other night, had the perfect opportunity to sleep together, but he didn't even try. I thought, okay, so what you need to do here and, and told him how embarrassing it is as a woman to be the one complaining. Girl, I have been there. Oh my God. This is actually a big thing I want to share with y'all about what, what Skip and I did for this. He has also stopped being intimate with me in other areas too. He, okay, so he has the abandonment wound. He's obviously pushing you to the point of where women cheat because they feel like they're not getting any. And then it's like one big toxic cycle. So this is good. So here's what you should do. First, you need to read and listen to the book, Codependent No More, to realize that you are not responsible for how he feels. Um, and anytime you have guilt, you just go, all right, fuck the guilt. What was beneath what I was doing? Let me get back to what I was doing. What's going to make me happy? You, have to, you, can only, you can only help yourself. You can only make yourself feel better. That's it. And you just maybe need to have that conversation with him. You know, I could bring in love languages here, but love languages are like a 3D world to manipulation. I know that y'all aren't going to like to hear that and it helps and it works, but you know, love language, like I, my kids, I know what theirs is. I know what mine is. But at the end of the day, the reason men have a love language of sex or affirmation, it's because they didn't, they weren't taught to feel. That's just it. Women that, you know, their love language is one thing. It's because our love languages are the things that we don't even give ourselves. Like, that's that's just it. Love language is feeding into the codependent bullshit 
that we look outside of ourselves to get the things we want. You know, that's how it is. It's a, it's a, it's a form of manipulation. So, I mean, you could go there, but why not go a step beyond? To me, love language is kind of like a diet for weight loss when really you have an emotional eating issue and you feel like a worthless piece of, sh- piece of shit. So if you and your hubby has done all this stuff together and, you know, the life thing, which me and Skip, we've been together since 05. We, I feel like we've been married 14 years, been together I don't know. We haven't gone two months, but it was getting to the point where it was a long time. For me, a red flag was if we've gone more than two weeks, it's a major red flag, major red flag. Like these people that go, you know, six months to a year and don't have sex, like that's, that's, uh, it's bad. And you don't want to be the woman that does it out of guilt. I mean, I talked to a lady and she was telling me how, what it was like and having sex. And it was basically like she's getting raped. She doesn't see it that way, but it's very, it's just not good. And her husband, you know, he wants to do it all the time. No, he doesn't. He's trying to fill a void is what he's trying to do. And uh, it's kind of disgusting, but hey, I've been, I mean, you know how many things I've done to try to compensate for something else because I don't understand the emotion that I'm feeling. Um, So what you need to do here is listen to the book, Codependent No More, and then realize that, you know, you just, you're just honest with him. Like, hey, I don't like how things are going. Do you? This is what me, this is what me and Skip did. Hey, I don't like that. We don't want to have sex. Do you? You know, just working together on that. And what we came up with, it changed everything. And I had so much shame around it and guilt because when I grew up, my mom, I mean, it was in my head. Like, if you don't suck his dick, your friend will. If you don't fuck, you're it. You know, and she told me about their sex. You know, just wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. Just got to make him happy. Like, that's a, that's a that's a slave. And if you've got a husband that really loves you, skip. He didn't like that. He would tell me all the time. He goes, and this was early on. He'd be like, uh, I don't like feeling like we're just masturbating with each, each other's bodies. You know, and I was like, what the fuck? I thought all guys just wanted to get off. You know, that's what my mom told me. They just want to get off. Skip, he liked feeling important and feeling the connection and um, all the, you know, all the emotional stuff. Not me. I could have been a porn star early on now I don't I I couldn't but early on I mean I could have probably been a hell of a porn star because to me sex was just that I didn't go out and do it with everybody I should have but um you know I remember when I met Skip too he goes why aren't you why don't you have an orgasm I was like because I don't know you yet I can give myself one because I did I would make I would give myself one we were doing I didn't let him give it to me talk about emotionally guarded and blocked huh anyway that's why women that would fake it, I'm like, you're going to fake it to make him think he's good. Yeah, fuck that. I was, you have no idea how fucking bad I was. <laughs> but if your husband loves you, he's not going to want you to be miserable. He's not going to want um, you to feel guilty. I mean, would you think about it? Would you want to make your husband do something that he just wasn't feeling the whole way through it? That's not, I mean, that's kind of like, if you do, I would question like your sanity because I don't think you're, that's not, that's not kind. That's not, um, that's sad. You know, that's very sad. It's almost like um, forcing your kid to do something, even though they're so unhappy and they're just over and over, just making them do it. Like you get off on them not being happy. If you got a husband like that, you need to be divorced. That's not good. What that's a narcissist. That is the definition of a narcissist. They they feed on that. They feel real powerful. They love it. They get off on it. So there's that one. But I don't think this, I don't think this is the case. So 
we started planning sex. Seriously, you know, two under two, multiple, but you know, running business and hormones and everything else, emotional stuff. And it brought up a lot of shit. And, and I told him, I was like, all right, I don't like that we're not doing it. I think that in my mind, you know, successful people and relationships, I know the energy of sex personally, like it's a very powerful thing, a very uh, powerful trans transmutating type of act. Um, if you do it properly, I mean, you can manifest really cool things. It, it releases energy. It's good for you. It's like human. It's very just animalistic type things. And you know what it's like, you could tell like when your teacher came to school and, and, and fuck that day, you know what I mean? Like, Oh, coach is in a better mood. He must've got some ass. You know what I'm saying? So we planned it when we, when I talked to him, I was like, dude, I don't like how we're, where we're doing things right now. All right. Uh, but you need to read the book codependent no more and the art of extreme self-care because she tells you how to do the art of extreme self-care but if you don't read codependent first it's gonna fuck some things up because you'll be like me and be like um <clears throat> hello skip um here's some things i need from you because that's gonna make me happy that's codependent as fuck not cool so read that book first and then read the art of extreme self-care so um when i told skip i didn't like how things were going he said yeah me neither you know, he goes, I just like that. I'm not wanting it anymore because I got tired of asking for it and you didn't have time and you just, it just wasn't a thing. And by the time we both wanted to do it and it did, and it'd be like 10 o'clock at night or we should do it right now. We'd look at each other and be like, fuck, I'm so tired. This feels so good sitting in the bed, just touching each other. Can we just not like, it was that bad, but at least we agreed on it. We were both just not into it, <laughs> you know? So um, I said, you know what? Fuck this. And I use the energy work that I teach here, the 12, the 12, the 10 steps, right? That were how you address what you do and don't want and uh, limiting beliefs in between and praying for the out, praying for, you know, if I already was doing this, how would it feel? Praying for inspired action or divine guidance. And it came through. Sure enough, I got on Google and I was like, uh, I don't know what I typed in. To be honest, when I get in those things and inspired action comes through, I never know like how shit comes up. Next thing you know, I'm watching some meditation. I found some fucking guru. I found some quote. I found some, I get on, you know, to my coaching program and get in and find one video that just changes it all. And I found this gal, a sex therapist and, and a, a couple of articles. Cause you know, the first answer when I heard planning sex, I was like, no. Matter of fact, this came up probably two years ago and I was like, uh, no, you talk about problems, planning sex. That is horrible. Ooh, no planning sex. Are you, I was, I was so above it. So above it. Yet I'm like, I wish we could just fuck like what's wrong with us, you know? And I knew yeah, like she had the excuses. We all have excuses of why we can't have sex. So I finally was open to seeing things differently. Y'all like that? I was open. I was willing to see things differently. I read this really cool thing about um, this lady changed her life about planning sex because like her and her partner was a great, they were great together. It was just, they in dry spell and life happening, you know? And she explained the, the reasoning behind it and like made me think a little different. She was like, when you plan sex, you know what you're going into. It's planned. You're clean. You smell good. You know, it's almost like dating. If you think about dating, what did we do when we were dating? Dude, it was planned. We had matching bra and panties. Our toes were done. Our legs were shaved. Our breath smelled good. Because that caused fights with me and Skip. I'm big on smells and odor and shit. And if I smelled garlic, I would say, during fucking, I'd be like, oh my God, don't breathe on me. 
oh fuck and that he, he would sometimes just just stop and be like fuck it i can't do it i'm like i'm sorry can we just i'm just i please you know it's just a thing for me i mean that's just the thing for me you know i don't want nobody i don't want him laying there like miserable because i'm breathing on him and i got rank breath you know so that was a thing or then like if we start doing it or start getting there i'm like bro bro whoa 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 i just took a shit man i am dirty you know and that would like so the pros about planning sex were like you're planning for it you're clean you're smelling good you're all this stuff i was like okay and she was like and you don't have to have sex like you it could just be a cuddle session just a planned time of the day that y'all just get to sit there with the door locked and you just sit in his lap or y'all just cuddle or it could be oral it could be whatever you want it could be toys on each other i don't care i was like all right that's cool um, and that kind of sold me. And I, I, I put it out there to skip. I said, what do you think about planning sex? Like, I don't know, planning it. And I'm there. Like, it gives us a time appointment. We won't book anything around it. We'll make sure that whatever, like, it's just planned. And he goes, oh, I like it. I thought he was going to be like, fuck no, same as me. Like, turning my nose up. We're, be, we're, that's like fucked up to plan sex. What do you mean? But really, you think about it and you live life as a busy entrepreneur with two babies in school, out of school, no, you know, no nanny, somebody's going to get taken advantage of. It's almost like if you don't have it planned, then one person is is out because they may be busy. What if they're busy? It's like when you don't plan sex or the dates, it's almost like an uh, crossing boundaries because what if they're busy? What if they have something that really means a lot to them that they're doing? You don't really want to create more resentment. Planned sex has totally changed the game for us. And also, I didn't want to be late for our, one of our appointments. And he is like, that meant a lot to me that you didn't want to be late. I'm like, well, cool. And I have been late a couple of times, but we worked it out. We have re- we've rescheduled and stuck to it. We hold each other to it. Um, it's so fun. And then there has been resistance. There has been like days where it just does not seem like it's so easy to sell out, just like working out or eating good. You know, it's so easy to say, oh God, fuck, can we just please, like there's, I really need to do this. Like y'all don't even understand the type of resistance I'm fucking talking about. And we stuck to it. And I told him, he goes, you really just, you just not want to do it. Cause he was trying to get his way out too. And I go, no, because we are feeling so up against the edge with just life. We, we need to have an orgasm. We need to connect. <sighs> I mean, the energy that we always feel afterwards, it's so worth it, you know? And it took, it took a good 10 minutes, not even foreplay just to like, relax and and be okay with uh the resistance you know that strong resistance but it has changed everything it doesn't take long you know um so maybe you guys need to have a heart to heart and say hey if you want this to work and you've been married 16 years you understand what this is like you know it's um it's different than when you're married like four years or five years or even seven you know it's like 16 you've been through some shit and we have we certainly have and um, I was just like, hey, what do you feel about this? Like, you know, sell him, propose it to him and make sure you, you sell on the points that would make sense to him. If he is type A, then you're like, here's the pros. Here's the cons. Here's the pros. What time works for you? Because right now what's going on is not fucking working. And if he's got an abandonment wound, you can say that, you know, I know you don't want one of us to step out because right now we're we're not happy. Neither one of us are happy. And we've... I like you. We take all this away and we go on a Mexico trip and get drunk on the beach. We fucking love each other. We love each other. We party together. We'd fuck three times a day. But our life right now is not allowing that. And I'll be damned if we're going to fail because life's getting in the way. 
You know what I mean? The kids are going to leave one day and you're going to have each other. So you got to make this right. You, you guys mean more than anything. You go back to time management. You come first. You not, not orgasm come first, but like you are first spiritual and you, and then it's your spouse and then it's kids and then it's work and then fun time, free time. Problem is we wake up and our life is built around our kids, husband, work, fun time, free time. We come last. That's why we wonder why things aren't working out for us. It's because our priorities are fucked. So when you realize that you're first and your spouse is second, and they're on the same page, which he sounds like he is, you're good to go. So try planned sex. It has worked out. It has worked. It's been such a blessing to us. It has been such a blessing to us. Seriously, it's fun. Um, it, it's it, I, I'm having so much fun with it. I'm so thankful. And then we know one day um, things will change and you won't, we won't have to plan it. But right now, it's just like logging our food. Okay, we do whatever it takes. That's what hot moms, that's what we do. We commit to the outcome and we do whatever it takes. Got it? So I get a text message that says, what do you think about scheduling sex? And I think we can look back. I said, what do you mean by scheduling sex? <laughs> and you said, make an appointment and we have to be there. And what was going through your mind? 100% positive that I'm getting late. <laughs> so why the hell would I resist against that? Okay, well, what if men are like, hell no, you you know, what if they feel re rejected because... Then they're not looking at it logically saying you're getting 100, then they may not want that sex. Oh, Ooh, that's a whole other shit. podcast. Man. That's a whole other podcast. Okay, so that was your take on it. Are you yeah. happy with the planned sex? I'm happy with you. I just knew I was, I've been like buffing a Ferrari for a long time because you're fine as hell. And, and you didn't want to do it either though in the last two, you know, two months before we booked it. We I know because I think I got turned down so many times that I really didn't think I could get it. There we go. So, and then I didn't like it. I got to a point where I was like, ooh, I don't like wanting to have sex. And, and then there was me. a part where it kind of felt like <clears throat> scheduling it was like what I would do with a hooker or something. You know <gasps> what I'm saying? That's hot. Yeah, yeah. so it made it kind of hot. And you can role play. You yeah. Can role play. Yeah. Like and then it. you can just leave. You could pay me though. Why didn't you pay me? Um, We're talking about my perspective. That's a really good deal. Shit. All right. So this is a little spill he wanted to add on to the end of the podcast. Um, talking about just the typical, because we've worked with a lot of families. I mean, mm -hmm. probably 75,000 families with yeah. between our two careers. Um, and we've just seen it, and you, you see enough in relationships, you know, you just see enough people, you can really start categorizing. And, and so you get this typical little picket fence family, gets together, has the baby within the first year, you know, things that happen, and then, you know, you go through dry spells, and you look at each other going, whoa, what is this? You know, you just think that life's happening to you, and he's out with his homeboys getting kitchen passes, but really he's trying to tiptoe at home to make you feel good because you're always pissed off, and... You're with your homegirls looking for a way out, drinking your wine or doing whatever it is that you're doing. Nobody's happy. And, then, and here's what Skip had to say. You said, like, guys that are dirty, but, like, to their wives, it's kind of like a do-gooder, you know, picket fence, fake facade, go to church Sunday, we don't cuss, we don't do this. And you and you said, what, he's talking, so he talks dirty to his friends. Well, first, like, you, that person that feels that way needs to really study resentment. Because do-gooding builds resentment. No, but I'm saying you said he talks to his friends. You know, dude, he's oh, got no. his buddies. What I'm saying what is... What does he talk like to his buddies? What no one brings out, what no <laughs> one looks at is guys have that same 
group cheating aspect of talk bitching about their wives and their problems, and then they'll have one or two buddies that they really talk about how shitty their wife is because it's safe. And there's no difference in that and that motherfucker plugging a, a girlfriend on the side. Right, but you there's said... There's no difference. That's what I'm saying. Emotional cheating, right. But you said that's the same as their boys, homeboys going off on the kitchen passes on the weekend. Oh, the yeah, man. It's wine drinking wives. Yeah, you got your girl group that gets there and get to go out, and they usually, I don't know what the hell they do, but, you know, it's usually party fun. Mm-hmm. You know, they used to come cowboys when I was a bouncer. Yeah. You know, they were hot, but you knew they were out together. And Would they fuck you? Of course. No, the... Uh, you said he talked about... No, no, like men. Was- no, we're just talking about parallels. Mm-hmm. Parallels. The equal opposite to that <clears throat> is me and my buddies meeting at the bar or meeting on Thursday night and going to eat Mexican and drinking a bunch of Dos Equis, mm-hmm. talking about my fucking relationship. But what'd you say they're talking dirty to? Like, they, they're really... People that act like that, he's really talking shit to his homeboys about ass-fucking and stuff. He's saying he would... And all that kind of stuff, yeah. possibly. But you're come usually out. the but guys no, that. This I, person, you guys see where the righteousness is. In okay. It. The righteousness is that it's just a conversation, and especially with that, it's with a guy and not a girl, and he's heterosexual. That's the safety of it all. Okay. The detrimental part is you got three kids at home, both of you just fucking not paid attention to each other for about three years. You're married to one of your damn kids, okay? And then you're not looking at the fact that you that what created those kids that that flames out. It's not out. And now you're wondering you're gonna hire some baseball instructor to raise your damn kid because you halfway hate your husband, or it may be the only time you sit there and get to be together. That the people fall into these traps, man. But the same thing is the women have one side, the men have the other, and it, all it is is not dealing with the person that you damn born some kids with. Well, most of the people get together immediately and then have kids right after. Like, they don't even know life without kids. Right, and that's why they fall into this trap. And that's all it is. Cool, all right, well, that's it. Hope you enjoyed it. Hey, do me a favor if you like this and leave a positive comment because, you know, don't leave a fucking negative one. Come on, don't be like that. Subscribe, tell your friends about this podcast, tell your friends about my brand because we are looking for... Goal-oriented bitches who want it all. Who want it all will help you remove those invisible blocks. All right, y'all have fun, and be sure to join my free Facebook group, The Hot Mom's Lifestyle. Holla! All I gotta do is go, go, get, get, stay up by my bitch. Uh-huh. Ball till I fall, say what? Gloss until I finish. I dig go, get, 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 stay up by my bitch. Oh, man, I live in jail, the kid is stacking me at Thanks for listening to the Hot Moms Lifestyle Podcast with Casey Ship. Be sure to follow us at Casey Ship on Instagram or subscribe to Casey Ship on YouTube. Till next time.